Summer Breakfast with Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell. If it was up to me, I, I probably would. I don't really want to play anymore, to be honest. But I, I have to almost. I've got so much more to give. But for me, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> and that's not your way of taking the pressure off. No, it's not. No, like, no. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And, you know, I've had three surgeries now that you know, I'm only 28 years old. I always wanted to be able to have a family and, and not be in pain. When, when I get up, I can't walk without pain. So it's, it's a tough gig. It's tough. Well, sadly, the Australian Open will go ahead next month without one of its biggest draw cards. Nick Kyrgios has unfortunately succumbed to injury. His luckless run continues there. And his withdrawal came, as you heard there, with the admission that he doesn't really want to play the game anymore. His manager is Daniel Horsfall. Daniel, thanks a lot for your time on SEN this morning. No worries, guys. How are you all going? Hey, we're going well here. These were big uh, admissions by your client. Uh, exhausted. Uh, if it was up to me, I don't really want to play anymore, to be honest. Um, in an ideal world, his career would be over already. How are we to assume that retirement is imminent here, Daniel, if I can cut to the chase? I mean, can you bring us up to speed on Nick's thinking here? Of course. Yeah, look, that's. Um, I think that clip you pulled was from the Jay Shetty podcast. So... Then Nick, Nick got really, he got quite open um, and emotional with Jay. Yeah. And I, I guess he visited some past demons. But for sure, like all those things that he said with the exhaustion, the injuries, the surgeries, like it's all true. But, you know, like you said, he's got a soldier on. He feels like he's got a lot more to give. So it's now just about finding that balance where you don't feel like you're, I guess, a prison to the game, as they say. Mm. It's more how, how do you find that balance of being able to play and be happy at the same time? And I think... I think we're doing a pretty good job in, in finding that balance for Nick at the moment. So, Yeah, that was on the On Purpose podcast. And I guess that's something, look, obviously, from the outside looking in at his 28 years of age, that's something that I, I thought he'd always, he's always been wrestling with, hasn't he? Like he's, he's always been upfront about doing things his way and not conforming, for lack of a better phrase. So is he still, and you with him, still searching for that balance, do you feel, Daniel? Man, it's a constant battle every day. You know, like... We can have a really good week, a really good day, or a really good month, mm. and then the next day after that could be something that's just derailed us completely. So it is just about making sure that you take every day and giving it the best shot that you have. So, like we were just in LA recently. Obviously, you know about his injuries and if he's not playing and he's doing his best to recover. But you know, I got him really busy. We sent him overseas. He's uh, started to film his own talk show. He did a big PR run. He's doing stuff through his foundation. So he's getting active and, and still being involved in tennis. He's just doing what he can to get his body right before he goes back out there and, you know, plays in front of a crowd. Daniel, is, is there something we miss with, with Nick that, you know, probably post-tennis we, we, we'll find out? But he, He's so dynamic. He, he's a real showman when he's on court. He, he, he you know, can perform against the, the, the best in the world. What, what, what are those... Are those triggers? Is he is he one of those you know if you like perfectionists that wants everyone to be happy with him? Does he does he feel that outside pressure or outside noise as some people call it that that you know he, he can never satisfy everyone all of the time? I mean, for sure. You know, that's again something that I came in, I guess, later on with him in his career. Like when he was younger and, and playing, he thought he had to play every single week. You know, every single tournament and I think it, it burnt him out early and then the sort of what we've seen over the years is, is seeing that that burnout and then not knowing how to get out of that burnout stage um and then you know I guess more recently he's done a better job of coming out of that and then in 2022 he had that really great year which is 
I guess, a telltale sign that we've found, like a good balance for him and like the Knicks curious who plays tennis. Man, like it, it's tough, you know, like family members, you know, without even knowing they can put pressure on like accidentally, mm. you know, so it's just, give me anything, man. It's, it's, it's actually pretty tough out there. So what, what motivates him? Is it, is it, is it as simple as just wanting to win a Grand Slam singles time? I mean, what, what keeps him going in, in the sport? If, if, if what we assume is that he's not madly in love with it then, Daniel, even though being insanely good at it, what, what, what fuels the fire then when it comes to the on-court stuff? Like, it's funny you ask, actually, because he's one of the most competitive guys I know. So if I was to sit here and tell you that he doesn't like, care about winning a slam, yeah. like, it would be outrageous of me. But he actually doesn't care so much about winning a grand slam, but he feels like he has to win a grand slam because that's what tennis is. So, yes, we are still motivated, and he is going to do his best. Like He wants to come back and compete for grand slams. Like That's what we're pushing for. That's why we're not, you guess, I guess, jumping the gun and trying to come back early from you know, any of these little procedures. So we're taking our time, making sure we've got it right so that he can come back and compete at the highest level and actually compete for either a Wimbledon or a US Open or, you know, like Australian Open. We'll so, ride off the French because I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I was just going to ask you where he's at just strictly physically here and when you think he might be back to, to full health. I mean, back to full health and playing is, I guess, two different answers really, but he's doing really well, man. Like he, he uh, had a procedure, I think maybe now two, two months ago. Um, and uh, it went really well. And all the signs post post the little surgery have been great. So he's got a lot of strength back, a lot of movement. Um, the flexibility in his wrist is it's fantastic, you know. So we're really, really happy with what's going on and we have no doubt that he'll be back. It's just more about when are you going to be at that elite level again to be able to compete? And that's like a, again, it's, it's a weird fine line that you have to find. Because I think this year, like I, I spoke to you guys earlier in January, I think. Yeah. And we were talking about his knee and how he had to pull out and all sorts of things. So, you know, we did all the right things there. And then I think we came back just a little too early. You know, like we were all pushing for the same goal. And so was Nick. And, you know, you learn from your mistakes. I think if we had, a, you know, maybe an extra month or two months off our sleeve, we would have had a better chance of, um, I guess, not being in this position. But then again, you never know. The risk may not come up. So it's tough, man. It's sport. Daniel, What's the Nick Mark II look like? You know, taking into account all the things you, you we're working through and talking with you this morning and you're working through with Nick, what, what's the Nick Mark II look like? You haven't got to that slam that, that he says, you know, I, I need that slam, that's tennis. So, so what's, what's the next version look like when we see Nick come back on court? You know, I think the biggest difference I mean, I don't know if this is going to translate onto a court yet, so don't hold my word for it, but he's just happy. That's something that I've noticed. You know, he's, he's waking up and he's happy every day. And that's, that's been a real challenge for us um, over the last couple of years. So that already is, is um, like a pretty good sign for me, like just, just the happiness. But, you know, he's still six foot four and handsome, so he doesn't look too different. <laughs> so, Daniel, he's, uh, he's going to be at the Australian Open in a broadcasting sense. He's doing, or he has done some analysis, I think, for the Tennis Channel recently as well. And he's got a, a show of his own coming out. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, Good Trouble, if you will. I think it's uh, set for YouTube. Is it next year? That is correct, yes. So In Good Trouble with Nick Kyrgios is actually a, it's a very exciting talk show. It's pretty intimate. It's a mixture of like, you know, Kevin Hart and that David Letterman sort of spec. Um, it's very intimate. I think the, the guests that we had on, we've already finished filming season one, which is super exciting. Yeah. We've had uh, Jay Shetty. We've had 
Rain Wilson, Mike Tyson, Jamil Hill, who's an ESPN reporter, I think the first black woman to do so. We've had Gary Vaynerchuk, Gorna Ramsey, and we've got something pretty excited lined up for Australian Open. So I hope everyone stays tuned. Love it. Gordon Ramsay would have been an interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting dynamic, wouldn't he's, it? He's unreal. He's, he's one of the best guys I know, actually. All right. Well, we wish you well, uh, Daniel um, and Nick as well, of course, with, with whatever is to come. It's a shame he's not out there. And um, and hopefully, uh, as uh, Scoob calls it, uh, Nick Mark II comes back uh, bigger and, and better than ever and he, and he can uh, feature in the pointy end of the of the biggest Grand Slam. So we, we wish him well and, and appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Have a good day. There's Daniel Horsfall there. He is the manager of Nick Kyrgios. Of course, we knew out of the Australian Open with the the wrist injury, but there, where he's placed off the court as well as on, Scoob. Good to talk to Daniel. In From a naught to 10, what's your expectation of seeing Nick back playing? Well, I don't... After that discussion. Oh, okay. What well, we've I, read. I, I feel... I feel better that he's in the sense that I feel like he's more likely to come back having spoken to Daniel than when we chatted with BP last week. Nought to 10? Uh, eight? Nine? Then he'll play again. Yeah. I think he's going to play again. Two. Two that he's going to play again? Yep. Didn't you just hear what he said? Yep. And you still say two? I'm, I'm going with the two. Wow. No, I, I take him at face value. I think he's going to come back and play. Whether he can get back to Sort of Wimbledon final level is a whole other debate, but I don't think he's going to get back. I think he's enjoying all the other stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's waking up with a smile, loving the telly, loving the interview stuff. Do you reckon? I, I, I think he might be might be happy with where he's been, and let's move on. Satisfied. Let's move on. Two. Okay, I'm sticking with an eight. I reckon he'll be back out there. Uh, SEM breakfast. Time will tell. Powered by Kubota for over forty years of making tomorrow matter. When do we draw a line in the sand there? When he turns thirty? Twenty eight. <laughs> Yeah, two years to wait. Well, we can't because, well, unless you want to come back for a, a one-show special in the not-too-distant future. I don't know. I'll, still be, I'll give you a buzz. Shaping and building Australia together uh, is Kubota. They've been doing it for more than 40 years. Stacey West is going to join us. The Silkinator, not too far away. We're talking ribs oh, today yeah. on Luke's Grill. And um, there's plenty, smoking. plenty more ahead of us on Summer Brick.